The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's eight minutes after eight on AM Live. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Forum at Eight. Basutu are set to go to the polls tomorrow for an early election. The poll is being called more than two years early to restore stability after an attempted coup in August last year. Earlier this week, one of our listeners sent us an SMS saying that we have enough problems of our own as South Africa, so why are we so worried about what's happening in neighboring countries? On the Forum at Eight this morning, we are therefore taking that question further and asking you, why should we, as South Africa, care about the Lesotho elections? But before we get into that discussion, um, uh, we have uh, a whole team on the, on the ground in Lesotho covering the elections, and our reporter, Cornelo Lekafula, compiled this report for us in Maseru. It's a day to go before Basotho go to the polls. Head of the African Union Observer Mission, Raila Odinga, says they have met with various stakeholders, including political party leaders, the judiciary, and His Majesty King Lizzie III. The former Kenyan Prime Minister says observers have been on the ground for over a month. He says despite a few challenges, the nation is ready for the polls. Generally, what we are trying to find out is the state of preparedness of the people for these elections. We've also met with the officials of the uh, Independent Electoral Commission. We, the impression we're getting is that uh, there are some challenges, but by and large there is adequate preparations for elections on Saturday. Uh, we do think that uh, the playing field has been leveled and that uh, we should have a free and fair elections on Saturday. Meanwhile, the Electoral Institute of Southern Africa, ASA, led by former South African IEC chairperson Panzita Kula, has expressed optimism that the Saturday election will be credible and free. I think Basutu are ready to cast their votes on Saturday and they want to do that and they've committed themselves to doing that in a peaceful environment and we are all hoping for a free and credible election and we are also hoping that uh, the outcome will be accepted by all the political parties. And His Majesty King Lizia III has been kept abreast on all developments. The King's younger brother Prince Seisobereng Seiso. I can honestly say that uh, His Majesty has been properly briefed uh, by the IEC on a regular basis and he has had occasion to, to to, to, to meet on arrival the, the heads of uh, the various uh, observer missions and they, have, they, they too have assured him, reassured him that the, the SADC mission, the Commonwealth and, and the AU mission are here to, to end the suit. 16 candidates are contesting for the 120 parliamentary seats and in the streets people say they cannot wait for Saturday's election. SABC News, Maseru Lesotho. So we're going to take a look at what the situation is currently like as Basutu uh, brace themselves to go to the polls tomorrow. And uh, our panel this morning who will be helping us wade through a myriad of issues are Dennis Kadima, who is the Executive Director at the Electoral Institute for Sustainability of Democracy. Thanks for speaking to us this morning, Mr. Kadima. Good morning, Sakina. 
Thank you so much. I know we were meant to speak to you earlier. We appreciate that you're coming through at this time when we have more time to dedicate to the issue. And also, the person who's been our eyes and ears on the ground in Lesotho over the past uh, six months. And uh, without you, I think many of us would still be very unclear as to what's going on. Ntakwana Ngatane, thanks so much for speaking to us once again. Good morning, Sakina. And we also have uh, from uh, the uh, the Lesotho University of Lesotho senior lecturer and head of department for political and administrative studies at the National University of Lesotho, uh, Dr. Mutlamele Andrew uh, Anthony rather Kappa. Dr. Kappa, thanks for speaking to us. Thank you very much. Ntakwana, I'm going to start with you. You know, um, over the past six months, you know, there have been so many stories, so many plots and so many um, difficult situations that uh, Lesotho has had to contend with. But finally, we are on the eve of the election. Could you describe for us the situation at the moment? Well, Sakina, officially um, campaigning has closed in Lesotho now and polling stations will open at 7 o'clock tomorrow. A lot of people, it is a public holiday in Lesotho today. This is supposed to enable people to travel to far-flung areas who live far away from their voting stations. But in the past day, we saw the, the, the two major parties holding their final rallies at the main industrial area here in Maseru, and they were, as we described it, within really literally a meter of each other. And this really signifies how tight the race is in terms of um, this election that comes two years early, as we've been saying, um, over um, the past few months since the Masiri Facilitation Declaration was signed to say that the election will be at the end of February. And initially, people were, some were reluctant in terms of whether or not the election was the right way to go. Some still are, but everyone has now resolved themselves to say, well, if this is the route that Lesotho has to take, then perhaps it is the best cause and uh, to go back to the electorate and ask for a fresh mandate, this is what the politicians are saying, perhaps is the right thing to do so that uh, whatever then happens afterwards um, is decided by the people. So right now people are into election mode and uh, whatever differences there are are related to the election itself and not whether or not it should happen. And Takwana, how many parties are contesting tomorrow's election and who are the main players? There are 24 parties registered with the Independent Electoral Commission here in Lesotho, but only 23 are contesting this election. And there are 1.2 million, a little over 1.2 million voters in this country. There are 1,116 candidates. They are divided into constituency candidates as well as proportional representation seats. Remember that um, the Parliament of Lesotho has uh, two types of seats. One is a constituency and and those are 80 seats. There are 40 proportional representation seats. So we have that mix of candidates. And there are more than 1,500 voting centers but they translate into about 2,800 polling stations around the country. And this is where everyone will be going to to cast their ballots. We had the advanced voting. This is people who will be working tomorrow. They elected on Saturday. 
but uh, everybody else will be going to the polling stations and casting their votes first thing tomorrow morning. And the IEC, as I've said, said the voting stations will open at 7 a.m. and close at 5 p.m. But, but those who will be inside the voting stations themselves will be allowed to vote even though the voting stations will close at 5 o'clock. Thank you. Dennis Kadima, can Basutu actually look forward to having a free and fair election tomorrow? How would you uh, characterize the preparedness of the country today, less than 24 hours to elections taking place? Yeah, we can say that uh, efforts uh, by the Independent Electoral Commission uh, to, to be ready for Saturday are clearly visible. Of course, as uh, it was said earlier, this is a snap election. Uh, it came uh, earlier than uh, 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 planned. But, and also most of the commissioners are new. They've never run an election, or a general election. But from our meeting with the Independent Electoral Commission and the meetings that we have had with the leaders uh, of political parties, such as the ABC, actually we've met the Prime Minister himself, and we have met also the, uh, the main opposition party, the DC, uh, and uh, BNP and other parties. Yeah, I think they, they are ready. Uh, of course, um, there will always be uh, challenges because, as you know, uh, um, the landscape of Lesotho is very difficult to access in some of the areas because of the mountains and, and, and so on. But uh, everything is appear to be uh, going uh, fairly well so that the election can be... Uh, can meet the will of the people. So we, we can only hope, and of course, as you know, uh, it's only on the vote, voting day that we'll know what didn't go well, because you see when they had, uh, last week, uh, they had an advanced vote for some categories of voters. It was on the 21st of February. You know, there were small problems like, you know, the ballot, uh, the name of a candidate not showing well on the ballot, and some impression that some ballots were pre-marked, which was not the case per se, but this was a technical problem. So it's only when uh, people go to the votes that on that uh, the voting day that we'll know what are the real challenges. But so far, so good. I see the South African Times uh, this morning uh, leading with the story, Fear Grips Maseru. Is that what you are experiencing on the ground, Dennis Kadima? Yeah, it's... Uh, are you asking about the weather? No, I'm talking about uh, the, 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 the report essentially saying that uh, people are fearful uh, given everything that yes. has gone on in the lead up yes. to this election. No, that, 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 actually, we have met two groups of people. There are people who, who feel that uh, the security situation is not uh, conducive, may, may be explosive. Uh, depending on the result of the, the, the election, you know, they, they appear to, 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 to fear that the army may take side, uh, and, and that we heard it. But there are also those who, who are of the opinion that this thing is exaggerated. So, um, but of course, in a context of an election, even when things are peaceful, as we have seen in the past, it's always important to put in place uh, a, a good uh, security mechanism by the police, essentially, that, that's what happened in election. And when you are in exceptional case, it will be the army. But we are also aware that SADC has uh, uh, police uh, officers here to assist uh, um, with uh, security during election, but of course they are not in sufficient number. Indeed, security concern has been prevailing uh, since 
this, uh, and and we, we think that that will be uh, the, the 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 most important uh, factor. Our army uh, uh, people have been asked to remain in the barracks. If that is committed, I mean, if they, they do that, if they don't go out and 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 uh, uh, if they are not seen mm. out in uniform and so on, then only uh, people will feel reassured. So, but security concerns, yeah, that is a, a critical point as far as these elections are concerned. Some believing that it, it, it's a factor, others thinking that is just uh, excessively, uh, uh, you know, uh, mentioned. Dr. Kappa, it then raises the question as to whether all the parties concerned will accept the outcome of this election. Well, um, because of the recent problems that uh, the country has had and uh, the highly competitive political environment existing currently in the country uh, and also given the circuit's history, where in the past uh, politicians were not accepting the outcome of an election, it is difficult to prejudge and say whether or not they will accept it. But we all hope they should, because uh, uh, some of the concerns that remained behind after SADC facilitation team intervened, uh, especially in the security sector, those have largely been addressed. And uh, we are all hopeful that... uh, Politicians should not have any reasons, at least up to now, of not accepting the outcome. Mm. But but isn't that in itself rather precarious? Because there, it doesn't seem to indicate to any sort of certainty with regard to whether this would be the answer to the problems that led to this early election in the first place. Dr. K- uh, Kappa? Yeah. Yes, the, the, the election itself is not an answer to the problems that uh, confronted the coalition government. What they have done, in essence, has been to postpone the problem. Uh, because all those issues about uh, uh, lack of consultation and everything else that uh, eventually led to the collapse of the government, uh, those issues have not been addressed. I must very quickly say, the biggest issue is whether or not after election, the 14-day constitutional requirement that government should be formed will be enough for people to design their agreement such that they will be able to overcome the problems that we have, we have gone through uh, uh, post-2012 elections. Uh, the, 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 the problems that confronted the coalition largely remain the same. The election only came in because, in my view, there was no government, there was no way the country could, uh, could, could operate. Uh, in other words, it only solves partially the problem of having a new government, but the challenges still remain as it were. And if you'd like to weigh in this morning, uh, you're welcome to call us on 0891-104-208. And you can also tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM, SMS us on 34701. And the question we're grappling with this morning is, why should we as South Africans care about Lesotho's elections? Because this question came from our listeners who, are not, uh, who did not understand why we seem to be rather preoccupied with what is happening, not only in Lesotho, but in neighboring states as a whole. So Lesotho gives us the chance to shine the spotlight because they are going to elections tomorrow and we have been tracking the story in the lead up to tomorrow's poll. So we're taking your questions, your comments and uh, also you know, trying to get some answers to those uh, from our panel this morning, Dennis Kadima, who's Executive Director at the Electoral Institute for Sustainability of Democracy and also uh, Ntakwana Ngatane, who's our SAB 
SABC reporter based in Lesotho, as well as Dr. Kappa, senior lecturer and head of department for political and administrative studies at the National University of Lesotho. So you may actually give us a call on that. I just want to come back to you, Takwana. The issues around, you know, assassination attempts, um, coups and the like, and you've had your finger on the pulse of this for the longest time. The situation regarding the army right now, what do you make of it? Well, Sakina, I think maybe we should go back um, a few steps to look at the whole security situation, particularly following the coming in of the coalition government in Lesotho, where we saw the events coming to the public's attention was when the prime minister had tried to at first remove the head of the army, or it was said that he was intending to remove the head of the army. At that particular point in time, we heard that there were rumblings in the army itself, and an officer had said to another senior officer that um, that uh, particular commander would be removed over his dead body. There was a court-martial that was instituted. It came on and off. But during that period, um, the head of the police was also appointed, And it seems that the two did not work together. That is, the new head of the police and the army commander, whom at that time we had the prime minister wanted to remove. And in January was when the first event that defined this whole situation happened. There was an attack on the home of the partner of Prime Minister Tom Savani and the commissioner of police. There there were bombings. And uh, following that, the police said they wanted to question some members of the army but the commander at the time then refused to hand over those members of the army to the police to be questioned or to be investigated as it were. Now, following those events, um, when we saw the events of August 30, where it was really the culmination of what we can call the poor relations between the two um, sides of the security forces in the city, that's when uh, the prime minister then fled the country and said that it was in fact a coup in which the commander of the army, because the previous day the the king had approved a gazette in which he was being removed, had uh, counter-attacked with the help or with the aid or with the alliance of the deputy prime minister, and the prime minister then said that was a coup. Now, this is when Sadat then came in, and uh, we, of course, know of the events that then happened, of the two agreements that have now reached the Maseri facilitation, the political agreement, as well as the Maseri Security Accord, the security agreement that were reached in the country, and the electoral pledge. Now, all of these things, um, the Prime Minister, um, even though he doesn't say it now in person, but his supporters close to him say that Deputy Prime Minister Messing uh, was uh, in alliance with the army because he was trying to run away from uh, corruption charges against him. Mm. And um, we have seen in the, in the past few days a court decision where the, the deputy prime minister himself was trying to get the court to say that uh, the, the directorate of corruption and economic offenses should not be meddling in his bank accounts, which were handed over to the directorate of corruption and economic offenses following the charges of corruption against him. He has lost that bid in the High Court in the past few days. And so, again, that's another issue that is happening here in the city at the moment. So these are the two issues that we see. As you say, it is the allegations of the coup. There are also allegations of corruption. And these are the two sides that have maintained or um, dominated 
the, 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 the debates in Lesotho going to what we now see as, as this election. Sakina. But then the question then is, who are the security forces aligned to or uh, who are they likely to side with post the election outcome? Well, Sakina, from what, he, uh, from what the Prime Minister has been concerned about, he has expressed this, him and uh, the Minister of Gender and BNP leader, the other coalition partner in the coalition, they have been saying that Deputy Prime Minister Nitin and the Congress parties, that is the former Prime Minister, Pagarita Musisi, the Democratic Congress, are actually in control of the elite forces or the army, as it were. And uh, it seems um, to us on the ground that Prime Minister Tom Taban is confident that, in fact, he is in control of the police. Um, but although we have seen him remove the acting commissioner of police in the past few weeks, also another issue that the Deputy Prime Minister said was a violation of the plan that was signed to not remove, uh, appoint, promote, or mm. promote any senior officers during this time. So this is another issue that has also come to the fore. But in terms of the question of who's in control of whom, yes, that is the impression that we have on the ground, that the Prime Minister believes he's well in control of the police and um, that he believes that and the army is not in his control, which is why he is now under foreign security as we know it. And, and he believed that um, he could not be protected by the army anymore, even though he still had two security guards who remember that we were shot on the 1st of February. Those were from the army, but we believe they had left the barracks because they felt also that they were no longer uh, part of the rest of the army that was not under the control of the prime minister. Sakina? Ntakwana, that sounds like a right royal mess. Uh, we are coming up to news time. I would love to get uh, Dennis Kadima and Dr. Kappa's views on that particular matter because, again, it speaks to the stability that these elections are meant to bring to the Mountain Kingdom. But if these issues remain unresolved, how is tomorrow's election going to move the situation in Lesotho forward? And, of course, the question we are asking you uh, more pointedly this morning, why should we as South Africans care about Lesotho? elections when they take place tomorrow. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's 25 minutes before 9. Basutu are going to the polls tomorrow. And on the Forum at 8 this morning, we pick up on a question posed by some of our listeners. And we ask you, why should we as South Africans care about Lesotho's elections? And also, you know, uh, we are taking a look at the preparedness of Lesotho to go to those polls tomorrow. And some of the situations, the conditions that led us to this point where Basutu have to go to the polls two years earlier uh, they were meant to. Our guest this morning, Dr. Kappa, who's senior lecturer and head of Department for Political and Administrative Studies at the National University of Lesotho, Ntakwana Ngatane, who is our SABC reporter based in Lesotho, and Dennis Kadima, of the, uh, who is the executive director at the Electoral Institute for the Sustainability of Democracy. And um, Dennis, let me just start with you on the point that we left off at uh, before the news break. The issue of the security forces and the fact that they seem to have divided loyalties. Yeah, Sakina, you know, Lesotho uh, in every election have had uh, this kind of problem, but it it happened before the election, before the out. I mean, let's say before the outcome of the election. 
you know, at this moment we can say that the, the process, the voting process, the counting process, and even the tabulation of the result should be expected to go well. But it's when the results are announced that they tend to have problems because some uh, uh, will reject uh, those results. And unfortunately, the army has always been seen as aligned to the, uh, the, 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 the former ruling party. It happened after the BNP lost power. It is happening now. Now, uh, um, with uh, the, the army being accused of siding with the former uh, uh, um, uh, ruling party, uh, which although it's two comp- actually the two components, which is DC and LCD, I think that the, yeah, this election should actually help solve that problem because once the results are out and if observer groups uh, found that they are credible, then. SADC and other partners will have to play their role, and among the things to be done is the issue of the army and politics. Mm. And just the role of SADC, because, you know, it was through SADC um, intervention that we got to this point where the parties did agree to go to uh, the polls early. But, uh, you know, right now, when people are saying but the prevalent conditions on the ground are as they were, what did SADC do exactly? Now, SADC, as I said earlier, has the presence with uh, a, a police force to, to, to help uh, contain the situation. And, of course, as you know, we have uh, uh, Deputy President Sri Ramaphosa, who's uh, in and out of the country. He's expected tomorrow. Uh, he has been talking to all the parties. And I think a number of agreements have, have been reached. If we are having elections tomorrow, it's because of uh, that negotiation. So SADC is playing a key role in bringing everyone together and in giving them a chance to, to, to have an election so that they can choose uh, uh, their new leaders. Mm. But is it not a bit of a forced situation whereby the, the, the um, conditions are not really... Okay, let me, let me not preempt the answer. I, I want to put that to uh, Dr. Kappa. Dr. Kappa, let me get your view on that first. I didn't quite get the question. Can you repeat it for uh, the, me? The question that I was asking Dennis Kadima about uh, the uh, division or at least uh, the divided, lo- divided loyalties of the security forces. Yeah, that is a very long history. In fact, let me say that uh, we began to see a lot of politicization of the entire public service uh, since the security came to multi-party democracy. Uh, during the military, it was different because there was no uh, political party activity. During the previous government of the BNP, the, 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 the process of militarization had begun. So it has now intensified to the extent that uh, it is difficult. We do not know what can be done uh, very quickly, especially uh, when, when all those challenges remain. The first thing, I think, is to, to have parliament open and then form government and very quickly try to implement some of the recommendations that have been made about depoliticization program of the entire public service of the Lesotho. That affects the army and the, and the police as well. Without that, uh, I am afraid we are likely to see continuance of this uh, kind of situation uh, even even beyond beyond the, uh, these elections. So the whole process of depoliticization has to start. Professionalization, true professionalization, other than profession, professionalization that turns out to be uh, 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 doesn't that, uh, you know, kind of smack of a situation whereby everybody is set 
and uh, they've been brought around the table to do the right thing, even though under the surface things are still bubbling, Dr. Kappa? Uh, the, the thing is this, that uh, we probably have a leadership that doesn't really have a, a political will to address some of these things. There was a, there was a mission from Lesotho here which went on a study tour to New Zealand, which is using the same electoral model that the city is using. Uh, that team came back, and a report of that uh, visit was prepared, containing several reform measures that had to be implemented. And our view was that if those reform measures had, had been uh, implemented before we held, we held these elections, uh, the situation would be, would, be, would be different. What the role of the new government uh, to, to, to make sure that the situation is normal, is to implement those, not, not only implementing them, let Basutu discuss them, see what can be done, what can be taken in, and what can be taken out uh, uh, of, the, of all those recommendations as we do. There is a program in place that could be implemented to, to get out of this problem. The only remaining thing is whether political leadership will be willing to do that. Well, we're going to take your questions now and your calls on 0891-104-208. Let's speak to Advocate Mantula in Johannesburg. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina, and to your guest. Sakina, let me attempt to answer that listener. Sakina, we, our relation with our immediate neighbors is both historically, is both even bilateral in terms of economics. One will remember that... Uh, the land that we are talking about, it was under the British colony in the early 1800s. And when you look back, the history of the coups in that country, there are more than six coups in that country, including the then apartheid South Africa, assisting them in a coup of bringing Justin Lekanya in 1986. We'll go back again in 1998 with the military intervention that was led by South Africa and even under the SADC. Uh, or authority. So if one looks back at how to, how do we relate, one will say even cultural Sakina we listening, we all talk about security sector, but we don't talk of communities and ordinary people. How do they relate? A person from Free State, Lesotho, how do they relate? A person from KwaZulu Natal, because there's a cross boundary there. And the last issue Sakina is on economics, the issue of water. We need water in this region and we have been strategically linked to the water that is called the Highlands Water Project and the Katsidem. And finally, the mining uh, uh, labor. If you look back in the history, many laborers in the mining sector were coming from that country. They were coming from that kingdom. So there is a clear link. But like you have said to your uh, guest, I agree with you that this and early elections, which will trigger not only violence, but the post-violence, but constitutional uh, rule of law is lacking that there is no clear... Uh, rules in terms of the governance, and there was a, a, a closure of parliament. We didn't talk about it, but there, were, there is those are the challenges that faces that kingdom of more than one or 1.9 million people. So it is very clear analysis that election Sakina is a conflict trigger, but it's not a solution. Thank you so much, Advocate Mantula. And um, Takwana, I want to put this to you. It's from Joe in Peter Maritzburg. Joe wants to know what precisely could be at the core of the animosity between the Lesotho police and the military. Are these forces highly uh, politicized and along uh, the, the, and chasing after vested interests? This is what Joe wants to know because someone else says that 
actually the situation in Lesotho is highly exaggerated. So are we exaggerating it or are there some really serious, you know, well-rooted problems here in Lesotho? Well, Sakina, several authorities have confirmed, including facilitator General Ramaphosa, that in fact the security forces in Lesotho are highly politicized. And I think as Dr. Mutlamel Nekata says, this has also been uh, worsened by particularly this coalition government that has further politicized the civil service itself. You remember that this coalition government, when it came into power, it decided that particular parties would take particular ministries um, under their wing. That was a way of sharing government, if you like. And um, this has caused a lot of problems, and they have, even now, we, we are seeing uh, when the Prime Minister wanted to remove the Minister of Communications, who comes from the Deputy Prime Minister's party of the Lesotho Congress for Democracy, the Deputy Prime Minister fled refused and said, no, the Minister of Communications is still uh, in office, and we have now seen a tussle between an acting minister who has now been appointed by the Prime Minister. So it's not only in the security forces that mm. the civil service of Lesotho is indeed politicized, and this is this is true indeed. And then and it, it really does raise concerns, again, going back to that question as to whether all the parties involved will, in fact, accept the outcome of tomorrow's poll. But, um, uh, Dr. Kadima, let me just read through some of the messages coming through. Uh, surprise in Limpopo says, SK, can you check for us how far is the agenda to incorporate Lesotho back into South Africa? Uh, was that ever even a question? Um, not that I know of. Trimor Moyo says, obviously the SADC chairperson on his birthday will once again declare also that Lesotho elections are free and fair prior to the outcome thereof. Vote rigging as usual will ensure that the ruling party remains in power, much like it is the case in Zimbabwe. Uh, Dennis Kadima, what's your take on that? Yeah, you see, it's... it's um yeah, we must say that, you know, Lesotho has a lot of experience with uh, uh, the running of elections, uh, democratic elections since 93. So w- what we are seeing so far, if you compare to many countries, uh, it's quite encouraging. But we can't, um, uh, of course, uh, this, uh, we can't preempt what will happen tomorrow. So uh, um, the, I, I don't think anyone has already declared it free and fair, but we think that a lot of the system, the mechanisms are in place so that uh, things can go can go well. So, so we, we will wait until tomorrow to know. I, I know that the, the, the issue of Zimbabwe, how uh, regional groups uh, have, be, have, have, um, have assessed the election, that that is a different thing. Uh, I, I'm not very competent regarding the incorporation of Lesotho in South Africa. I think Dr. Kappa can handle that very well. <laughs> but, but but just staying on, you know, observer missions generally. Do the, is there a pressure to always declare um, elections free and fair? Because even in the face of glowing atrocities, you somehow find people coming out and saying the elections, if uh, n- not completely free and fair, were relatively free and fair. So do you have that sort of pressure, Dennis Kadima? The, the, the pressure, there's no pressure per se, but, you know, we look at so many factors, you know, it's, it's so easy to say free and fair or not free and fair, but the, the reality is when you look at a, 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 an electoral process, it's such a complex uh, 
uh, uh, thing. Because you'll see the pre-election phase, you look at the phase, uh, the, the voting phase itself, and the post-election phase. The security situation, freedom of movement, freedom of uh, campaigning, and so on, access to resources, access to media, you know, the, 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 the composition of the Electoral Commission, its independence. When you look at all these factors, you know, it's always a very difficult uh, decision to make. But I, I, there have been instances where bodies like SADC, the African Union, have declared an election not to be fair and fair. Remember the 2008 election in Zimbabwe were declared not to be uh, according to the will of the people because of the violence and so on. So, uh, But in general, I don't think there's uh, um, always complacency. But there is one factor that we need also to recognize. When a regional body like SADC comes here, they tend to have a, a, a two conflicting objectives. One is to assess the, the, the election, whether it's democratic, but the other one is also to ensure peace and stability. And sometimes those two objectives uh, enter in conflict, and in that case they tend, that's my own reading, to, 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 to go for peace and sec security and then deal with the democrat, democracy issue uh, through some kind of uh, quiet diplomacy. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'll take your views on that, Dr. Kappa, and also um, and share some of our listeners' views with regard to the situation in Lesotho and what they feel about our question this morning where we are asking, why should we as South Africans care about what's happening in Lesotho? The Forum at 8 on SAFM. On the forum at 8 this morning, uh, shining a light on Lesotho's poll tomorrow. And we ask you, why should we as South Africans care about what happens in Lesotho and tomorrow's election? Let's go to Tando in East London. Good morning. We, we should be concerned. We should care what happens in Lesotho and, say, Swaziland. But for me, uh, what actually baffles me is that Lesotho and Swaziland can hardly be called countries because they are totally dependent on South Africa. They are, they can be, they, I mean, they are territories, territory for the Basutu, territory for the Swazi, because they all work here in South Africa. They all live here. And when anything happens in Lesotho, uh, the skirmishes and stuff, and these guys who do all the trouble, they run South Africa. What is obvious is that it's the guys who want to hold on to power who want to have, you know, a better life than everybody else. Because as far as I'm concerned, Lesotho should be really, you know, uh, changed a bit. Maybe become kind of the Alps of, of, of Southern Africa, you know, just like Switzerland. It be be marketed differently. Instead, you know, create a, a, a bars of, you know, that can create, uh, you know, the economic revival. Because if, for instance, in South Africa, stop being apologetic, being, uh, you know, the, the, the leader in this, in this part of the world, what is happening in Zimbabwe wouldn't be happening. But instead, with quiet diplomacy and all that goes with it, that man using his, his fellow countrymen, they're all here in South Africa now. Eh? They all, I mean, South Africa has got to step up the, 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 the plate. Stop being apologetic. Take charge. Not necessarily, I'm not talking about military interventions and stuff, but I mean, this talking diplomatic thingy of Syria going up and back and forth, where is it going to end up? Talk, talk, talk. 
we got to take action. Stop being apologetic. Put everything in line. Say, listen, yeah, if you don't do this, this is not going to happen. And that's it, because we can't have this. It's costing us a lot. Okay. It is costing, and South Africans, they are now don't have jobs because all the Zimbabweans are now working for the Rhodesians who are here in South Africa. Now, I mean, this, is, this can't go on for too long. This is nonsense. Tando Somebody's got to take London. charge. Thanks so much for that, Tando. Dr. Kappa, let me come to you. Um, and, and, and quite a few people expressing that sentiment that um, Lesotho should simply be incorporated into South Africa and that ends all the problems. Well, I do not know about uh, the capability of that model or that scheme of a country simply incorporating another one. I think what is required in the case of Lesotho and South Africa is a special arrangement where South Africa and Lesotho could uh, agree to make it possible for Lesotho to move into South Africa and South Africans to move into Lesotho because these bonds really um, are not natural, they are artificial. If I cross over here into free state, uh, I'm just like any other person who is there and vice versa. So what is required in my view is a special arrangement where Lesotho could move easily across the border sea, get employment in South Africa, and South Africans also do the same, other than saying one country should be incorporated by another one. I think that one could be resisted by, by a lot of people because uh, uh, it, it invokes uh, very strong nationalist uh, sentiments. Mm. But people are saying that, um, you know, uh, a lot of Basutu are working, are resident in South Africa already, uh, so what difference would it make in the long run? They shouldn't forget also that South Africa, a large part of South Africa is in the city territory, which was taken by force. Um, people should not forget that history. That all this area here, the, the, the Free State area, all the way towards uh, the Val River, that is in the city territory. So it is unfair, surely, to me as a Mosutu, it makes me feel emotional. What I think should happen is to, for these, countries to, these two countries to sit down, South Africa should make concessions to the Sutu to make it possible because we have only one neighbor, it's no other neighbor than South Africa. Uh, to have Basutu easily cross over, I studied in South Africa myself. I had required the work permit, uh, and then the, the processes of getting that were very, very tedious. When you are sick here, you want to cross over into South Africa. Uh, the, the, the line here and everything else, and yet Basutu contributed a lot towards the development of South Africa's economy through our, our men who were in the mines. So that should not be, that issue should not be forgotten. Well, I want to read some of the messages coming through. Uh, Edward Temba says, It's okay that South Africa cares about Lesotho. My only concern is that we seem to be putting more effort in Lesotho than we do back here at home. Jacques Cupido says, What's happening there will have an impact on us economically and socially. Fanyana Dimo for King's contribution, a one sentence uh, where SA should care, why SA should care about Lesotho. Without Lesotho, South Africa is a desert. I thank you. And then Lingford Matthias. Uh, Tambo says, humans are gregarious creatures. South Africa is not an island. We have to be involved and care about the welfare of others. And then uh, SSM Zondi says, what, what interest does South Africa hold in Lesotho that we should have our South African police service members moonlighting as security guards in that country? And Zenzele Mdleche says, we can't ignore what is happening in Lesotho as their problems directly affect our economy and social standing as well. And uh, we unfortunately have to start wrapping it up now. Dennis Kadima.
Um, what's your parting shot to us? Are Basutu ready, rearing to go? And will they have a free and fair election tomorrow? Yeah, I think that there are um, uh, encouraging signs so far. As far as the voting, counting, announcement of the results uh, are concerned, uh, what the challenge for now will be whether the, 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 those who are going to lose will accept the, the outcome, and if they, they don't, what will unfold. But we are here to, to encourage them to, um, you know, to, 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 to understand that you know, this is democracy. You lose this time, but you, you win the next time. Mm. And Takwana uh, Ngatane, when can we expect the election results? Well, the Independent Electoral Commission has said that it will start announcing the results on the 1st, which is uh, Sunday, Sakina. So that's when we expect them to start coming in. But of course, you never know when the final announcement um, in terms of the final results will be, but uh, that will be up to the, uh, the Independent Electoral Commission to tell us. But, Sakina, if I can just say um, lastly that one of the things that the civil society hasn't spoken about and has been concerned about is that perhaps this election is over, but then uh, the, the international community should help Lesotho to go into reforms of the Constitution because the electoral model that the country has will likely produce coalition governments going forward. And therefore, the constitution needs to be reformed to ensure um, that perhaps uh, the prime minister's powers, for instance, as an Mm. example, um, are reined into a coalition and not unilateral. These are just some of the issues that are coming up that civil society has expressed. Sakina? Dr. Kappa? Yes, ma'am. The challenge, as my my other uh, colleagues, panelists have said, uh, would be acceptance of the results. But uh, I must say that it is difficult in Lesotho to read elections because in each and every polling station, uh, the results are announced there so that people can begin to make their own calculations and adapt to find out uh, who has won. The challenge would be accepting uh, the, the final results, and that should be understood within a proper context. This is the first time Lesotho has such highly competitive election, why we go for an election without knowing which party is going to win. So that should not uh, really surprise us that uh, the, 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 temperatures, the, the temperatures are so high. But uh, well, the, leader, the political leaders also know uh, what is at stake here. And I like uh, uh, the presence of the international community in giving such a gear. What, what they have to do, in my view, is to try to make sure that they encourage, they work very hard to encourage political leaders to accept the results because, as it is, we do not see how anybody can cheat the, the process, other than doing uh, uh, um, maybe smashing the ballot boxes or, or, or all that. Otherwise, the system is almost watertight. It is difficult for anybody to 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 to, to cheat the process. So my idea is that uh, all of us should go to the polls. Uh, the outcome be accepted, and then we do depends back to where it was after 2012 uh, election. Thanks to our guest this morning, Dr. Kappa Ntakwana Ngatane and Dennis Kadima, and to you as well for, for participating so enthusiastically. It's the weekend. You have a good one and come back to us. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's refreshed on Monday morning.